This episode is sponsored by Norris. <laughs> Every time we have to sing our intro. So good. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. We hope you are feeling fabulous whenever you're listening to this. I know. I always say it, go to say like good morning or like hope you're having a great Friday. Friday. But you know, it might not be Friday. Happy oh, Monday. It might be. Happy Wednesday. It very well could be. Either way, either day. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? Today we are talking about red flags in relationships. And mate, have I seen a red flag in my lifetime? <laughs> seen a red flag or two. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen red flags on fire <laughs> in my life. Amelia, it's been a long time since you've had to worry about red flags. Yeah, I feel like... We probably went through our red flag phase approximately six years ago. So it's been half a decade. I feel like as you go into like long-term relationships, you wouldn't necessarily call them red flags because what is a red flag? Maybe we need to define what a red flag is. Let's get on Urban Dictionary right now, live on the episode. Here we go. A red flag is essentially a signal that goes off when something's not right, intuitively telling you to steer clear. In the case of relationships, they'll show up when the object of your affection does or says something that rubs you up the wrong way and makes you question the relationship. So we've got we've got a few that I think could be pretty helpful. Yeah, especially in today's dating age. Gone are the days where people come up to you in a bar or on the street. It's just not a thing. No. You know, it's just not really a thing anymore. And Mm -hmm. if it does happen to you, thumbs up to you. Like, that's not really common practice anymore. It seems to be getting harder to maintain long-term relationships Mm. because we've got access to a new person at the tip of our fingers. At the tip of our fingers. And so there's this kind of like lack of trying or lack of effort where you think, well, if I get over this person, I'll just go and find someone else. Mm. It's like disposable, like um, instant gratification when it comes to dating. And I think that's why like it's important to know the red flag so that you can skip through the crap and get to the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. That's such a good way of thinking of it. Not just on an app, not just looking out in someone's profile, but in those first few weeks and months of seeing someone. Because I feel like once you've been together for at least a year, sometimes it takes up to two years, I find, mm. to really get to know someone, find all their skeletons in the closet totally. and get really comfortable. And then you can actually confirm and confidently say, I feel like I know this person. I feel like I know whether I can see through their shitty stuff. A hundred percent. Well, Let's go on with our... Go on then. Go on then. Before we begin, which is our weekly wrap up of something we've been listening to. Something that challenged us and something that made us feel good. Okay, this week I have been listening to a song called How Long Have You Been Away? And it's by a... Is it a band? Cryptogram, Cryptogram or are they like a, a DJ? Pro- I think it's just one. I have a feeling it's one person that's a producer. 
right, okay. Yeah, well, by Cryptogram, such a tune. And Lara showed me the original version. I had no idea that the version that I was listening to was like a remix. Mm, yeah. So good. Mm. How long have you been away? away? It's just like the best. Such yeah. such a vibe. Would highly recommend tuning into that one. Cool. What about yourself, Laz? My housemate Ali showed me this song. It is Wild Side um, by Norma- Normani Feet Cardi B. Love me a bit of Cardi B. Well, see, I don't usually go for Cardi B, but I am loving this song. Kind of R&B, real sexy. Like if I'm in the car listening to this, I'm like, nothing it's like your can bad stop bitch me. Song. I'm a bad bitch. Like, yeah, no, no one stop me. Like, yeah, it makes me feel really hot. Yeah, when I listen to it. I'm just, That's yeah. Doja Cat for me. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I love those songs. That Same. Get you, get you going. But anyway, Wild Side by Normani. The video clip. Oh, if you want, if you're bored with your day, go and watch Normani Wild Side. It is, I'm going to show you after this episode. One of the most creatively directed video clips I've ever seen. And wow. just like so hot and cool. And I'm just like blown away. I'm like, oh my God, am I a lesbian right now? Like you are so <laughs> beautiful <laughs> and amazing and talented. I don't even, I don't even know who that is i hadn't heard of it either i think she releases like apparently according to ali she releases like one song every 12 months and no one really knows her but she's so good and she still gets like 114 million 75,111 views to be exact wow so um go check it out it is so good i'll have to check that one out what challenged you this week um Well, it's a bit of like a challenge slash blessing in disguise situation. Long story short, we have just bought our business partner out for Bright Futures. And I feel like we actually need to do, we need to get Mitch on and do an episode talking about Bright Futures because it's been such like a roller coaster. Why don't you tell our guests what Bright Futures is if this is the first time they're tuning in? Yeah, well... Bright Futures is mine and my fiance's business. And essentially it allows everyday people to get into the crypto space. It makes cryptocurrency easy, which is our little like elevator pitch we like to say. I'd love to do an episode talking about our kind of like journey. I hate the word journey. Yeah. We hate the word journey. Funny how often we use it considering we hate the word. It's, there's like, what else do you yeah, say? You, you know, no other word. We need there's to no- invent a word. <laughs> we do. <laughs> It's been a roller coaster to say the least. There's so many things that kind of happened um, to get to this point that we bought our business partner out, which there was no messy, like gross feeling about it. It was just a challenge in itself coming to that conclusion that that needed to happen. And that was like the next step kind of thing. So yeah, that was my challenge for this week. What challenged you, Laz? If you haven't already picked up from all our conversations, Amelia and I, we do quite a few different things. We, we wear a few different hats for work and life. I do the podcast. I'm a wedding celebrant. Um, I work part-time for the government. I sing as well. So I feel like sometimes I just like, who the, who the fuck am I? What am I doing today? Uh, who am I going to be? Who am I going to wake up and be today? And how do you switch from one brain into the next. I'm sure you feel the same with mm. all the different things you do. The beauty of that is that I have half the week to decide how I want to set my day and work, um, which is 
awesome and the dream to an extent, but then it's also, I don't exactly have one day of the week that is mine mm. and mine only to do whatever I please. Want, yeah. Because, um, yeah, because even on the weekends, like I'm a wedding celebrant, I'll, I'll turn up and I'm, I might not, I might only be required for a couple of hours, but that's still like, I can't fully relax on a Saturday if I know that's coming. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then I had a Sunday wedding last week. So, you know, there's my week gone. Um, mm. So it's just kind of trying to find that balance has been challenging for me lately. I feel like everything's really amped up for you. Like yeah. for a while during COVID when everything was, there was nothing mm. in terms of weddings and, you know, gigs. Yeah. It was maybe easier for you to manage mm. those kind of things. But now because it's so consistent, yeah, it's just like when you don't get a second to breathe and like yeah. catch up. Especially with the weddings, like all these clients have come out of the woodwork that were too scared to inquire during COVID, which is great, but it's just been like really full on. So yeah, just trying to balance out your own days off when you like work for yourself. You know what's hard I find with like the roles that we do? It's the admin side that yeah. is fucking hard because mm. it's not like, like when we're doing the podcast and I feel like everyone sees the end result, but they don't see like the little tasks it takes to get there. Totally, yeah. And yeah, the admin stuff can take so long sometimes. Mm. What made you feel good? Um, so up until Mother's Day, which was last Sunday when we're recording this, I hadn't had a drink of alcohol for over three weeks. And honestly, it made the biggest difference. I never really do challenges and that kind of thing. It's not really in my nature. I feel like if I set a challenge, then I just am more likely to feel restricted and want to like go mm. the other way. You know what I mean? But it just kind of was a natural thing that happened that I didn't really have anything on. And I just kind of ended up, it ended up being two weeks and then it was three weeks that mm. I hadn't had a drink. And so it was a really like flowy process. Oh, honestly, like the clarity in my like head was insane. And like, you know, that feeling of inflammation in your body where yeah. you're just like, I feel like a water balloon. Mm. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had none of that. It just has felt so incredible. And then, yeah, on Mother's Day, I had a rosé. And even after that, I just felt like real foggy and like the few days after that, the same. And it was, I don't know, it was just a really like interesting time to reflect on how alcohol actually makes me feel. Yeah. And seeing that, like if I do that on a consistent basis, no wonder I feel so tired and whatnot. And it's probably way more noticeable too when you don't have it for a period of time and then just have the one you see the effects more easier yes it's not like oh I went and had a massive night you like kind of expect to feel shit yeah yes whereas just the one it's like oh it should be fine yeah and I feel like your body builds up tolerances just like anything and yeah so if you haven't had it and then it's like oh danger alert like yeah <laughs> so true yeah so that made me feel great what nice. about you well kind of still on like the wedding topic on the flip side of everything being, you know, getting busier. The positive side of that is I found out this week that one of my favourite venues have added me as one of their preferred suppliers as a wedding celebrant. So fucking good. Which happens to be the Carlisle Hotel, which is huge because everyone who's anyone. <laughs> no. If you've ever been on social media, you've 100% seen the Carlisle Hotel yeah, pop up. It's a bit of a big deal bit of a bougie vibe and um yeah I'm just like 
very blessed to have been because I didn't even know. I just got told by a couple who inquired and they said, yeah, you were on the the brochure that they put together, like a little PDF kit that they send to, to potential clients. And so that was a really nice thing to see that my work's been paying off. So yeah, I might get a few more local ones at the Kalal. Yeah, that just made me feel really good. Like, you know, sometimes you go through, and it's like when no one gives you praise for a mm. while and you can't remember if you're doing ro- the right thing or you forget if you're on your path. And then totally. every now and then someone's like, oh, good it's job actually on this. great. Or, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like I'm doing the right thing. Keep going. Yes. So little, true. that little reminder and um, validation. And like almost, yeah. And almost like sometimes I get imposter syndrome where I'm like, am I even doing this? Like, I feel like I'm just a fraud and like totally. not even like, who the fuck am I? 100%. And so to have like a massive business acknowledge you as one of their preferred people, it's like, oh, like yeah. I'm actually doing this. Without, like, without even asking, because I, I know that some people really have to hustle to get yeah. on a preferred supplies list and like, you know, be like, hey, don't know if you've heard of my thing, but here's the, you know, details. Yeah. Like, hopefully I can be added to your thing. Like, it was nothing like that. It was really organic, which made me feel even better. So, yes. yeah, that was really nice. Time to get into the episode. And obviously there's, you could go on and on and on with red flags. Like then you could just keep listening to them if you wanted to. And there's some really like deeply horrifying red flags that totally. no one should have to put up with, but we're not really, this is more of a casual chat yeah. for curious people. <laughs> it really is. Um, like kind of trivial, but kinda not. Trivial. Stuff that would come up early days, like in the first few weeks or months, as I said, like mm. we're not talking long-term here like if you're still dealing with these kind of red flags long-term then you've got some serious thinking to do about whether you're in the right relationship yeah we've just put together a bit of a list of things that we consider kind of see you laters yeah and also not too subjective not too subjective because we were coming up with some and we were like oh I think that's just our personality you know it's hard to yeah yeah but anyway we think you'll love them so let's just get into the first one not introducing you to family or friends. Oh, more so friends because I feel like family can wait a little longer for that. Totally. Fair enough. That's a big deal for some people. Yeah. Friends, if you haven't met their friends after a month, what are you that's doing? That's weird. That's that's weird. Yeah, and it's like instant you're a secret vibes or you're not. Or you're just a number. Yeah, you're just like on the side. And because, and even more so to caveat this, which is my new favourite word. (laughs) I feel like we've had a few guests use that word and now I'm like, my word. I love that when you find a new word and you're like, I'm just going to use it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. No, and to caveat the not introducing you to family or friends is how they introduce you to mm. your friends, like what they say. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, this is my friend. Fair enough in the in the first kind of like dating phases if they refer to you as your friend. But yeah, I think after a while it can be like, oh, okay, like I'm just your friend. When I met Mitch, I had no he came to my he came to my birthday. He came to my I was 20. I was turning 20. Oh my God, I've known Mitch for that long. Whoa. I was turning 20. And remember we went to Tonic Bar? in Churn Park and I had met I had known Mitch for like a month and I was like yeah come to my birthday that's right like yeah whatever I just had no cares I was like I stole the Nutella 
Um, no, <laughs> oh, that was just a random night. Never mind. Long story. Um, yeah, he he came to my twentieth birthday after knowing him for a month. I was I was so like stoked for him to just meet my friends. If he got on with my friends and stuff like that, I don't know. It's the real kind of. I mean, no one wants to admit it, but realistically, the pressure's on. Like when you meet someone's friends for the first time, like if you don't make a good impression, it could be a make or break. Because I feel like your friends' opinions matter. Yes, yeah, so important. And how they gel. How they gel. I feel like it's really obvious if you're not a match, if you don't like yeah. gel. Or that you feel the need to babysit right. them. Yes. Like that is, I that's hate, huge. hate, hate, hate babysitting whoever you're dating when they first meet. Yeah. Okay. Or even just babysitting a friend. Like, oh. you know, when you take them to new situations oh, and you're like, so girl, like go and have a chat. Like yeah. it's fine. Use that initiative. Strike up a combo. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, fellas. That's a big one. As I said, family, happy to wait a few months for that. Totally. And like family could be in a different city. So it's like kind of not an easy situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think I met Mitch's fam like so early because number one, he's got so many siblings and they're all like best friends. Yeah. So that they kind of fall into the friend category. And then- Mitch's mum, they, they've got a family business together. So they're just so intertwined into like their life, you know? I remember when, when Will and I first started dating, um, we, we, he randomly invited me on a trip to Ikea. He was moving house and his mum rang and he answered the phone and she must have said, oh, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to Ikea with Lara. We hadn't been seeing each other that long and he didn't just say this chick called Lara or um, a friend you know, it made me realise that he'd brought me up before in conversation. I was yeah. Like, oh, that's nice. So if you kind of, you know, if you hear them mention you to other people in a way that sounds like they already know, know you who you're talking who about. You are, yeah. Then yeah. That's, that's a nice little reminder that, oh, you're not just a fling. Interrupting the episode to talk about this week's sponsor, Nourished. Amelia and I have pretty out there schedules, which means that we are always looking for ways to save time where we can without jeopardizing our health. Absolutely. And so if you haven't heard about Nourished, it's a pre-made meal service that gets delivered straight to your door. And their meals are 100% gluten-free, preservative-free, refined sugar-free, all the freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty freeze. It's just basically free. You don't have to feel guilty about convenience. I personally feel so satisfied, but without that heavy feeling after eating Nourished meals, They don't leave me lethargic. Yes, and I love that I recognise all the ingredients on the back. Mm. It truly tastes like someone's made me a home-cooked meal. If you're a commitment foe like me, they've got you sorted with the choice of a once-off box or make it a subscription because who wants to spend their Sundays meal prepping? Not Not me. me. (laughs) (laughs) If you want $15 off your first order over $80, use the code SWS15 and don't forget to order before 5pm on Thursdays, Brisbane time. Number two is having a lack of emotional intelligence. And we've got a few little dot points down here. So the first one is never being able to apologize. Big one. Yeah. Big old red flag, that one. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Uh, The second is having to be right, which kind of like goes hand in hand with never being able to apologize. Yeah, not being able to reflect on yeah. your on yourself and your self development, and not 
being able to recognize that we all growing and learning. And mm. I think that is just, if someone can't see that, then it's like, what is the point? Yeah. Like when they're super egotistical or something. Mm. And then the last one, not letting you talk slash not being able to listen. Yeah. I hate that. Like in any relationship, friendship or anything, but someone just waiting to talk is just so unattractive. Yeah, it is. It's like they've absorbed nothing you've just said. Yeah. And you can yep. see their little brain ticking away. just like, And they're not and even listening anymore. And no. you're just like, no. why am I still talking? Yeah. No. Or when someone's, when you're like really in-depth storytelling and someone's like looking away, I'm like, oh, oh, oh mate. <laughs> Catch me. Catch me. Not with you. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, but they're, so they're biggies, I reckon. Emotional intelligence, huge. So much more important to me than book smart. Or like being attractive. Okay, like obviously you have to be attracted to the person. But you know how some people go for just looks, like that's it. Yeah. I'm like, that's no a one way. way ticket. That's a one way ticket to unhappiness. <laughs> that surely is. Literally. That's a red flag in itself. Yeah. Just going for looks. Because we've all, we've all known someone where on paper – they're like perfect, mm. inverted commas. And then you meet them and you start talking like, oh, you suck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and then you're like, oh, suddenly all those so-called um, looks are out the window. Emotional intelligence is, is a huge one. I've actually started noticing that in job interviews, there's more emotional intelligence tests now. Like yeah. when I went for my part-time job, it was a quite in-depth interview process and one of them was testing your emotional intelligence by showing you photos of faces and you have to quickly like determine what mood they're in oh wow and, like, all kinds of stuff and um or what a sentence means unpacking the sentence of whether that person was upset angry or, or angry and like, i was like that's really good that like we're moving towards that yeah because i feel like for the longest time it was just iq yes and, and not just yeah. Your skills. Your skills, but not necessarily your emotional intelligence. So yeah, in life, but particularly in regards to red flags. No ability to reflect on themselves. Yeah. Then like, I wonder bye. how you become more emotionally intelligent. Like, I think what do you it's, think? To I think extent, it's self-development, isn't it? Yes. But I, to an extent, you're either born with it or you're not, just like anything. And then I think it's, it's, uh, it's your nurture and it's who you hang out with. Yeah, so true. Like learning about the world around you, like teaches you. Yeah, having an open mind. Having an open mind. Um, yeah, and being curious <laughs> <laughs> about like how you act maybe and how others act. This next one is, I'm sure we've all heard a story or two about this kind of topic. Yeah, this one is crucial for me in early see you laters. <laughs> <laughs> Although young Lara, who didn't know any better, would put up with this for a long time. And that is ex-related red flags, whether that's still being hung up on an ex or describing them as crazy. Yes. Always a bad sign. True. And I feel like the still being hung up on your ex doesn't, it's not necessarily that they're a bad person because I understand that it takes time yeah. to get over someone. Maybe that the ex was a huge part of their life for mm. many years. However, I feel like if they're entering into a new relationship and telling you, no, I want to be with you, like, let's be girlfriend, boyfriend, and they're still, like, messaging their ex saying that they 
love them or whatever like Mm. that's fucked yeah or you're just feeling a void or being the rebound to like make someone else jealous oh do I have a story when I was 17 my high school boyfriend at the time uh, was the epitome of like still hung up on their ex to the point that he had a photo of her in his room she was a dancer and she was like mid leap from some dance concert that some professional photographer had snapped so oh like my giant giant <gasps> photo of his ex on the wall with her school photo in the corner as well and then like every now and then he'd just be like yeah and then that letter she wrote me it's just like <gasps> in, in that in that drawer over there I just can't open it up and I'd be like wait when you were dating him while I was dating him stop um, and so he just he turned me like into a psychopath, I swear. I was, yeah. I became really paranoid. For That's me. what they say, though. Like with how if someone calls their ex crazy, then it's like, well, who's the person that made them crazy? Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Often that is a result of the person they're with. With yeah, like exactly. You know, maybe your relationship ended really badly, and then of course you're gonna have a bad taste in your mouth about that. Mm. But you know. I, I always get really confused when people speak badly about their exes, but I'd go and get lunch with any of my exes. Yeah. Yeah, if same. It, if it wasn't weird. Well, maybe that's just we've been lucky. Maybe. You know, because yeah. there are some psychopaths out there. That come across as like legends at the start. Yeah, and then are just like so yeah. manipulative or whatever. But I feel like, yeah, moral of the story, talking ill of an ex is not – a good sign because no. they're probably just going to do the same thing for you, about you. And especially in the beginning phases. Yeah. Maybe then you unpack more later. Down. I don't know. I don't know. Um. <laughs> okay. Next one is being shady as fuck with their phone. <laughs> we all know that feeling. I feel of like, what are you doing? Who's that? Who's Jane? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you turn your phone over? Huh? Yeah. Or taking their phone with them to the bathroom. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Have you ever like gone and done the sneaky look on the phone? Uh, yeah. I'd be lying if I said I'd never done that to an ex in my life. Yeah. Um, but usually it's just when they've brought that paranoid side out of me. When yeah. Like I feel like if you trust someone or if they give off trustworthy vibes, like why would you even have a reason to do that? It is a total invasion of privacy. There's no need it's to like be doing it. It's like reading someone's journal. It, t- it totally is. It's like reading someone's diary. Mm. Um, but imagine they, doing that. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> no, but Im- <laughs> but if if they're giving you signs that there's something to hide, and then they're not willing to have a conversation with you, then of course eventually you're going to be like, well, maybe I should dive deeper into this. But if mm. if no one's giving you reason to not trust them, then that's a total invasion of privacy. Yeah, and there's so much of life that happens on your phone or technology. So if they're kind of being shady with what they're doing on there, like, of course, you're going to be like, what's going on? Yeah. You know? Say if you're controlling the music of their phone or something, they shouldn't be weird about that. Like, yeah. You know, if you're in the car and you're on their phone, like on Spotify. Or, or like, I need to Google something or whatever. And then they're like, they're watching you or asking for it back super quickly, then that's a bit sus. And I'm so like, um, whatever with my phone as well. I'm like, oh, I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, there you go. I'd give it to a random to like look up stuff. I just don't care about 
my phone. The only thing I'd be worried about someone getting my phone with is all the obscure photos of my body from like health related things <laughs> that I've taken, like some weird rash on my leg or that kind of looks like my boob or something. You know what I mean? It's like someone picking up my phone and being like, what is that? <laughs> like that, I'd be concerned about that. But apart from that. You just selling your, um, your rash pics on OnlyFans or something. <laughs> There's a real market for it. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. All right. uh, Next one. When they haven't washed their bed sheets in a month. Oh, okay. Story time. Mitch's uh, roommate that he had back when he was, you know, like six years ago or whatever. He hadn't washed his bed sheets in six months and he would have different girls in there like every weekend and Mitch said it got so bad (laughs) that he ended up just sleeping on top of the sheets and not having like a sheet and he would tan he would tan he was a bodybuilder and he would tan and they'd be all tan in his bed Mitch was like his sheets were like green like it was fucked (laughs) that's horrible how gross no, nah. that is like the biggest red flag of all time for me. I'm sorry. That's me done. <laughs> no, if you think that's bad. Oh, so some housemates that I used to live with when they moved into the new, a new house of housemates, um, we got invited over there for dinner one night. It's just like as a reunion catch up. Right. And one of their current housemates, like they lived in this beautiful house. But one of them was out that night and they were like, guys, I've got to show you this person's bedroom. Like it is disgusting like oh my god so we were like oh, what, what do you mean like so curious took us up open the door like shit everywhere toilet rolls everywhere like from from whatever he gets up to in his spare time oh not from blowing his nose from blowing, <laughs> can confirm it. the toilet rolls were not from blowing his nose he had chocolate wrappers everywhere he had this is the worst he had toenail clippings <gasps> all <laughs> over the balcony like he had one of those little like balconies off his bedroom like oh my god I could just enough that one chair spew. can fit on toenail clippings all over the ground all of i'm talking like a sea of them ew yeah <laughs> what the fuck it was so disgusting you just would never go back no nah, surely you wouldn't you'd be like see ya oh it's such a turn off and like i mean i'm a clean freak so it's obviously going to be a turn off for me. Imagine living with them. <laughs> no, so funny. So not a vibe. Okay, and the last, the last few that we've got. Also, on- just sorry, back on that, back on that topic too. Like, not washing your bed sheets. It's just such a reflection of your lack of self care, like yeah. your lack of self respect. Like, don't you want just you know to have that for you? Yeah. Let alone someone else. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It. Yeah. It shows. This is actually one thing that Mitch was like, I loved about you, which is kind of random. But when he came to my room, he was like, I loved that you had like all your tricky things and like had the, (laughs) we say this word when something's like good or like, um, like nice. We're like, oh, it's so tricky. Like, (laughs) what? I don't get it. (laughs) Not tricky as in hard, just tricky as in like, oh, that's a bit tricky. Like, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I have no idea what you mean. So all your nice things on display. Yeah, and just everything had its spot and you know well, what I'm like. The opposite of me. I mean, I'm a 19-year-old boy who's just moved <laughs> out of home. Yeah, I've never been. I had like my magazines all stacked up, like my Frankie magazines and like my shoes like oh, on display yeah. with like the box behind and like all my coat hangers were the same coat hanger. Yeah, and he was like, I loved that about you. I loved that your room was just so like well presented. Oh, Mitch and I would never work out. (laughs) (laughs) The last one that we have is online dating related red flags. And these are kind of funny. So the first one we got, you know, when someone has like, it's their first photo that you see when you're like swiping and it's a group fucking photo. Like who puts a group photo or like, okay, I'm sure this exists, but imagine a group photo on every single photo they have. And you're just like, who is this person? Like not being able to pick which one they are. Uh, and I feel like oftentimes, this is so materialistic, again, me saying that, but you know when they have a group photo with all their hot friends? <laughs> and, yeah, and you're, and you're like, like, which one which are you? Which one is it, you know? Yeah, yep. Nah, that's a red flag to me. And it's just a time, like a time waster. Like I'm not going to go through and figure out it's who like you a, are. It's like a riddle. It's like yeah. I don't want to f- – <laughs> this is not fun for me. I just want to know who you are. Let's move on. Exactly. I'm not dating your mates. Amelia and I, we are a couple of Tinder success stories. Mm, we actually. are. You're engaged. I've been with Will you know, for a little while now. But can confirm I've had my fair share of online dating disasters – or just dating disasters in general. Like who's, I feel like someone who sums up online dating and how horrible it can be really well is uh, Dolly Alderton, who wrote a book called Ghosts. Yep. I found this excerpt from it because I just thought you'd think this is hilarious. So she says, the most common type of conversation I've, ha- I've had on links was stilted chit-chat as insubstantial and fleeting as a summer breeze. They always began with an anodyne, hey, how's it going? Or an emoji of a waving hand. Oh, there was, no. There was a minimum of three hours delay in their response. Three days was more common. But the anticipation was never rewarded with quality of content. Sorry, been insane at work. Oh. These conversations also revolved a lot around the mention of days. How's your day going? What does Tuesday look like? How's Thursday treated you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you do, doing this weekend? Which didn't carry much topical relevance anyway as the day he was referring to or I was asking about was only addressed a full week later. Oh, cringe. And then he, she goes on to say, another wrote in an incomprehensible riddle that reminded me of those questions I got in my GCSE maths papers. Shivani has 10 oranges. If she gives the square root of them away, how many does she have left? It was a unique style of seduction that I hadn't come across before. <laughs> a few of the men's messages had the manner of an unedited, tedious, all-day stream of consciousness with rambling such as, hey, how's it going? Just had a cold shower. <laughs> so annoying, the boiler's broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now on my way out for coffee, might get a bacon, sunny, you only live once. <laughs> Like, so true, the people who just lack a, a comma or yes. an apostrophe mark. Goodbye. And then... Goodbye. <laughs> and then she was like, I kept seeing... This is the last one. I kept seeing Festival Man, a bloke who worked in IT by day, wore glitter on his face by night, who saved up all of his holiday allowance to go to five festivals a year. <laughs> so true. I'm like, oh, triggered, like literally traumatised. <laughs> Oh, so funny. That's a, that pretty much sums it up. Another one on that is when they call you like baby or like give you like some little pet name oh. after like one message. Oh, 
or when they when they really compliment like how you look like wow you're so beautiful today or like yeah. I don't know it's just too much for me it's a red flag yeah it's so well, not they sincere say, they say I love you too quickly oh but not a vibe okay well that pretty much sums up our red flags we hope you guys got a laugh out of this episode and maybe learnt something maybe you've taken a red flag away yeah maybe thanks to us uh you'll be saying goodbye to someone in the near future yeah a dud Um, so that someone better can come along exactly and if you've got a friend that maybe is experiencing some red flags but they need like a bit of a third party to tell them send this episode to them give them a nudge in the right direction yeah (laughs) and read read the book if you haven't already ghosts by dolly alderton i think you'll find it's um, very relatable to modern dating culture Alrighty, we will speak to you next week thanks for listening thanks for listening to today's chat if you loved what we had to say hit subscribe leave us a review and find us on instagram at some would say podcast talk then